Press Booked. I'm your host, Will, and I do this radio show for Hawk Radio and Anchor.fm for HCC. Now, if you guys are new here and you guys don't know what my radio show, The Hours Booked, is all about, let me give you a little rundown about what my show, The Hours Booked, is basically all about. My radio show, The Hours Booked, is all about book media, which includes book to movie adaptations, book to TV adaptations, author drama, and so much more. So if you guys are new here, or if you guys are returning members from last week's episode, stick around for this episode if you guys like what you hear, and stick around for the upcoming weeks because we have a lot of fun on the show. It's a lot of fun to talk about book media, book to movie adaptations, Asia. It's just a lot of fun to talk about both book-to-movie adaptations and book-to-TV adaptations and just book media in general. So if you guys like what you hear, be sure to stick around for this week's episode and for future episodes in the upcoming weeks. So, the first thing that we're going to be discussing today in today's episode is a movie casting that has happened recently and the movie that i'm talking about is the live action version of disney's pinocchio which is based off of the animated movie which came out in 1940 and disney is making a live action version of this specifically for their streaming service disney plus and i wanted to talk about the casting news that we got today so basically um a few years ago back in 2017 specifically robert zemeckis who has directed many movies he's directed basically like every 80s science fiction action movie i feel like he's most famously directed the back to the future film trilogy and those movies are some of my favorite movies and now he is basically directing the project for the live action pinocchio remake for disney plus now a few months ago we got the casting for tom hanks he's going to be playing um geppetto specifically he's going to be playing geppetto so tom hanks is going to be playing geppetto And we got casting news today for four characters for the upcoming movie. So the first casting that we got was for the person who is going to be voicing Pinocchio. And this is going to be the kid who was recently in the Netflix adaptation for The Haunting of Blind Manor, which is a spin-off of The Haunting of Hill House TV show, which is like a horror anthology series. And the young actor who is going to be voicing Pinocchio is in the second anthology series, The Haunting of Blind Manor. So, yeah, so that is the first casting that we got today. And and also we got and also we got some other casting um basically with like three other characters. We have Keegan Michael P. We have um we have a uh, Keegan Michael Key <laughs> who is going to be playing the character of Honest John who is the talking fox in the animated movie who forces Pinocchio to skip school that day in order to be bad and do bad things. So I think that's really good casting for Key and Michael Key. I think that's really interesting. He's been getting a lot of work recently. He has been getting a lot of work. He's been getting a lot of work recently. He was recently just in The Prom, which is an adaptation of the Broadway show with Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman, so that's super cool, and now he has this upcoming movie. And also, other casting news, we have Joseph Gordon-Levitt for Jiminy Cricket. He's going to be voicing the conscious of Pinocchio, if you guys don't know who Jiminy Cricket is. He is basically the conscious of Pinocchio, even though Pinocchio is technically a puppet. Um, he wants to be a real boy, basically. He, he wants to be a real boy, basically, like I just said before. He wants to be a real boy, 
but even though he's a puppet, he still thinks he has a conscious. So Jiminy Cricket plays his conscious, so to speak, and Jiminy Cricket is going to be voiced by Jess Gordon-Levitt, which I think is also very perfect casting, because I just feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt has this levity to his voice, where he can make characters his own, and he can also be very light and funny and kind of humorous and very heartfelt, which is what Jiminy Cricket is definitely with Pinocchio. He's He might be his conscious, but he's also like his emotions, if you think about it. He like really tells him how to feel and everything, so, so I think that's really cool. And then for our last casting, we have Cynthia Erivo, who is going to be playing the Blue Fairy, which I think is also very interesting because they have race bended the role in the original 1940s in the original 1940s animated movie she was originally portrayed as as just a white character but they have decided to race bend the character for Cynthia Yerivo because Cynthia Yerivo is a black woman, black actress, black singer. So they have decided to race bend the role, which I think is also very cool. I think that is very cool. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's super cool how they're race bending a role for a live-action adaptation. And if you guys don't know who Cynthia Yerivo is, she is basically... She, she She's very popular, well, like, nowadays. She is a very famous singer, and she just portrayed Harriet Tubman in a Harriet Tubman biopic. Uh, obviously, it was titled Harriet. And she was nominated for two Academy Awards, which are Oscars, which is, like, the highest film award nomination that you could get in acting so she is going to be so she is going to be playing the blue fairy which i think is super cool so i think that um these first casting announcements for this movie are interesting just because you would think that with actors that with actors that have these names attached to them like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Keegan-Michael Key and Cynthia Yariva and Tom Hanks specifically, you guys would think that that this that this movie would be a theatrical release. Originally, when they were first planning it out, and uh, originally when originally when they were first planning it out, when Robert Zemeckis and Tom Hanks were in talks to direct and play Geppetto. They were originally going to make it a live-action um, theatrical release, but then when Disney Plus came into play back in 2019, when Disney Plus first launched, basically they've taken most of their Disney live-action movies and they have made some of them theatrical releases and they have made some of them specifically Disney Plus original releases, which I think is really cool. Um, 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 for example, I think with the newest Cruella movie starring Emma Stone, I think that's going to be released on Disney Plus specifically, and also for, they're doing a live-action Lilo and Stitch movie that's going to be specifically for Disney Plus. Peter Pan, they've announced that they're going to make a live-action Peter Pan movie, and that's based on... And that's based on the Disney animated movie and also the fairy tale Peter Pan. And that's also going to be a straight to Disney Plus movie. And also Pinocchio. Pinocchio is also going to be a straight to Disney Plus movie. So I think that with Disney Plus um, making all of these movies specifically for their streaming service Disney Plus, I think that's super cool because instead of having to go to the theater, you can basically watch these movies, these live-action animated movies that were originally that, that were originally animated movies when they're transitioned to live-action. I think they would do better in the theaters specifically, especially like with Peter Pan and Pinocchio and everything, and 
and um, Cruella. I think that those movies could, could I, I feel like those movies could do very well in theaters. But I think putting them on Disney Plus is actually a very good move, just because some people they some people don't really want to go and get and like get out of the house and go to the movies. Well, like some people do like to stay home. So, so, so I feel like if these people are at home when these movies come out, they don't have to go to the theaters. That they can just, they they can just sit at home and watch these movies, which is super cool. And yeah, so those are my overall thoughts about the casting for the live-action Pinocchio movie. So we're going to take a little break right now. But when we come back from the break, we are going to be talking about the. Shadow and Bone teaser trailer that just came out last week, and we're going to be talking about the cast, the trailer, and the filming locations that they have done when they were filming the series back in October of 2019. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about all things Shadow and Bone. So enjoy the break, guys. Welcome back to The Hour is Booked, I'm your host Will, and I do this radio show for Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm for HCC. Now if you guys are new here to this radio show, or if you guys are returning members to this radio show, and you guys don't know what my show is all about, let me give you guys a little rundown about what my radio show The Hour is Booked is all about. My radio show The Hour is Booked is basically all about book media, book to movie adaptations, book to TV show adaptations author drama and so much more so if you guys like what you guys are hearing for the rest of this episode and you guys want to continue listening to my episodes i have past episodes from from a few weeks ago i also have this episode and i also have future episodes upcoming in the future so if you guys haven't listened to any of my past episodes and you guys want to um, you guys can go and listen to some of my past episodes if you guys want to. And if you guys are, and if you guys like what you guys are hearing in this episode, stay tuned for the rest of this episode, and also stay tuned for the upcoming weeks because we have a lot of fun on this show, and it's a lot of fun to talk about book media. So if you guys like what you guys are hearing, stay tuned for the rest of this episode, but you guys can also check out my past episodes that I've done, and you guys can also tune in for the upcoming weeks because we have a lot of fun on the show. So... If you guys weren't around for our first segment of the show, I talked about the live-action Pinocchio Disney Plus movie that's coming out in a few years, I believe. And we were talking about the casting for that movie that just recently came out. So if you guys missed that segment and you guys want to go back and listen to it, go back and listen to it. Or or if you guys don't want to and you guys just and you guys just want to listen to this portion of the episode moving forward, then that's okay too because for this portion and for basically the rest of this episode, we're going to talk about the Shadow and Bone Netflix adaptation, they have finally released a trailer. Netflix has finally released a teaser trailer, which is technically a full trailer, but it's kind of a teaser trailer because they don't show you too much, but the trailer came out on Friday, February 26th, and it looks fan fantastic it looks so amazing and it looks it looks so good that there are no words to describe how good it looks and if you guys don't know what shadow and bone is all about shadow and bone is the first book of the grisha trilogy written by lee parduka and it follows a young woman who's a soldier and she lives in this fantasy world where there's the first army, which are just regular humans, and then there's the second army, which are Grisha, who are people that have magical abilities. And these two armies basically team up to go across this Shadowfold, which is basically a part of their world that is that is covered in darkness and there are monsters that and there are monsters that live in the shadow fold and everything and they are on a mission to cross the shadow fold one day 
when the main character's best friend gets attacked by one of these creatures in the shadow fold and she has to save his life but by saving but by saving his life she unleashes a power that she never knew she had so she is taken by the leader of the Grisha called the Darkling and she is bought into royalty basically and she is treated as a royal and she is treated as a royal person basically and she is basically going to help the Darkling basically close the shadow fold so that he can get his power back because he is the Darkling, so he controls all different types of dark magic. So, he wants to close the Shadowfold in order to get the power from the Shadowfold. And there's a lot of action, there's a lot of romance, and it's very nicely done. The book feels very atmospheric, and that's what I really like about it. And it also consists of three books. Shadow and Bone is the first book, Siege and Storm is the second book, Ruin and Rising is the third book. And Lee Bardugo has also written the Six of Crows duology, which is set in the same world as the Grisha trilogy, but it follows a new set of characters and a completely different storyline. So that consists of Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, and then she has also written another series focused on one of the characters from the Grisha trilogy, and that consists of King of Scars and the upcoming novel ruled by wolves so there's a lot of books that Lee Bardugo has written centered around this universe and it is fantastic her writing is very good very atmospheric her characters are really complex it's very fun it's a lot of fun though the story in the worlds that she creates and the characters that she creates are so like realistic in I feel like her characters are so realistic in the way that they talk and the way that they handle certain situations. I feel like her characters are definitely her strong suit for sure. But for the Netflix adaptation, I feel like they're going for a whole different ball game basically. For the Netflix adaptation, I feel like based on the teaser trailer that we got, it is definitely going for a darker, more atmospheric and grittier tone and feel, I feel like. The trailer is so fascinating. The visual effects on the shadow fold in the trailer, because you do get a look at the shadow fold in the trailer, look so incredible. The main character's powers that she unlocks while she's in the shadow fold in the trailer you don't see a lot of it but you do see a little teeny tiny bit of it and it looks incredible the casting looks impeccable i think that i think that the casting is really really good. I think that the casting is really 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 good. I like the casting a lot. We have um, Jesse May Lee, we have Ben Barnes who is Prince Caspian from the Chronicle of Narnia movies. Everyone seems to be obsessed with him for some reason. Um, and we have Freddie Carter, we have um, we have Amita Suman, so we have a lot of like up-and-coming newcomer actors, kind of, sort of, and from what the trailer has revealed, it hasn't revealed a lot, but they have casted British actors, and the British actors are using their British accents, which I think is super interesting, because I feel like with a lot of like movies and with TV shows, um, Companies like Netflix, when they when they when they buy a book series, or or basically when they when they cast a show for any type of series, basically it doesn't have to be book related. But I feel like whenever a show is casted, I feel like people will cast British actors, but then they'll have them impersonate like an American accent for some reason. I don't know why. It's very annoying to me. But, with the Shadow and Bone cast, they have specifically casted British people, and they are having them all use their British accents, which I just think, it makes it sound like so much 
so it, it makes it sound so much more like sinister and menacing like like like, like the darkling in the books he's a very sinister character but how ben barnes portrays him in the few seconds that we see of him in the trailer he uses his british accent he sounds so sinister it was fantastic it was fantastic so if you guys haven't seen the trailer um you guys should go see the trailer also when the trailer came out it was trending at number 13 on youtube so that means something too <laughs> that means that it's going to be a very popular series hopefully the trailer looked good the cast looked great everything looked good so we are going to take a short break for now but when we come back we are going to be talking about the casting of the show we're going to be talking about the main actors of the show and yeah um so we're going to be taking a little break so see you guys in a minute are new here to this radio show or if you guys are returning members to this radio show let me give you a little rundown about what my radio show the hour is booked is all about basically my radio show the hour is booked is all about book media booked movie adaptations booked tv show adaptations author drama and so much more so if you guys like what you guys hear here on today's episode you guys can go and listen to my past episodes if you guys want to or you guys can continue listening to this episode or you guys can click on this episode maybe go look at some of my past episodes or you guys can stay tuned for upcoming future episodes because we have a lot of fun on the show it's a lot of fun to talk about book media and yeah let's get into our next topic for today so our next topic that we're going to be discussing today is kind of a continuation from the topic from the previous segment that we did the previous topic we were talking about the shadow and bone netflix teaser trailer and this is going to be kind of a continuation on it as well for the rest of this episode we're going to be specifically talking about shadow and bone specifically for the rest of this episode so yeah so let's get into our next topic so we're going to be talking about the main cast for the Shadow and Bone Netflix adaptation. We're going to be talking about the main actors, who they play in the show, and what past work they've been in, and it's going to be a good time. So let's get into that. So with Shadow and Bone, we have a lot of different actors. We have a lot of different actors portraying our beloved characters, if you guys have read the books. We have Jesse May Lee portraying Alina. We have Ben Barnes portraying the Darkling or General Kerrigan, so that it's not as obvious in the show as it is in the books. We have Freddie Carter portraying Kaz Brecker. We have Amina Simon portraying Inej. We have Kit Young portraying Jesper, and we have Archie Renau portraying Mal. So those are our so so yeah those are our main actors and who they are who they're which characters they're portraying so we're going to talk about well, we're going to talk about some of the so some of the actors for a little bit and what work they have been in so yeah um so our first actress that we have is jesse maylee jesse maylee is an English actress who is of Asian descent. So for the for for the Netflix show, they have also decided to race spend a few characters, which I think is cool. In the books, Alina, the main character, is portrayed as white, but in the show, they decided to cast a Asian British actress, which I think is actually very cool. I think it'll I think it'll appeal to a wider demographic for sure. So with Jessie Mae Lee, she has been in a lot of British British 
British TV and British films. She has been in things like Strangers, All About Eve, Locked Up Abroad, and the upcoming film Last Night in Soho, which also stars the recent Golden Globe winner Anya Taylor-Joy. And she is going to be in the upcoming Shadow and Bone Netflix series, which we're talking about right now. And yeah, so that's a little background on Jessie Mae Lee. As for Ben Barnes, who is portraying General Kerrigan slash The Darkling, he has been in many popular things. He has been in many popular things. He has been in Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, which came out in 2008, and obviously he portrayed Prince Caspian. <laughs> um, he was in The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the John Treader. He also portrayed Prince Caspian in that movie. He has been in a film called Seventh Son, which was a high fantasy film that came back that, that that came out back in 2014 and he has been in a lot of TV but like a lot of very popular TV he has been in Westworld he played Logan Delos in Westworld and he's been he was on Westworld from 2016 to 2018 he portrayed Billy Russo or Jigsaw in the Netflix Punisher series, which is based off of the Marvel Comics character, The Punisher. He was on that from 2017 till 2019 because The Punisher was canceled at Netflix. So he was part of the main cast for the whole 25 episode series run. He was in a miniseries that was that was um. That 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 was uh, that that was more made for a British audience called Gold Digger, which also Archie Renault, who portrays Mal, was also in too, and he is also going to be in Shadow and Bone, portraying General Kerrigan slash the Darkling, upcoming for Netflix in 2021. So, yeah, that is Ben Barnes. And now we are going to talk about one more actor. We are going to talk about Archie Renault, who is going to be playing Mal, who is Alina's childhood best friend. So we're going to talk about the actor playing Mal, and it's going to be great. So he hasn't been... So so um, Ar- the actor who portrays Mal, Archie Renault, he hasn't been in a lot of things. He has been... In kind of unheard of projects. He has been in something called Market Road, he has been in something called Feline, he has been in something called Strange Days, he is going to be in the upcoming Morbius film that is also based on the Marvel that is also based on the Marvel Comics character Morbius and that is starring Jared Leto as a vampire superhero. So that's going to be interesting. And that comes out in 2022. Morbius coming out in 2022. He was, he is also going to be in a film called Voyagers. And he is also going to be in a film called Body of Water. And for some television, he has been in Hannah, which is an Amazon Prime original series based on the film from 2008. They have decided to make a TV show version of that. He was in one episode of that show back in 2019. He was in the miniseries Gold Digger, also with Ben Barnes, where he portrayed Leo Day, and he was in the main role for that series, Gold Digger. And he is also going to be playing Mal in the Netflix original series Shadow and Bone, and he is obviously going to have a main role within that, um, within that Netflix series. And also, if you guys don't know when Shadow and Bone is coming out, Shadow and Bone is going to be coming out and debuting on Netflix on April 23rd, 2021. So, mark your calendars for when Shadow and Bone comes out because I feel like it's going to be 
a very popular show. I feel like it's going to surprise a lot of people. Even if they haven't read the books, I feel like they could still watch the show without having read the books. Because I feel like the books and the show are going to be two completely different things. Because within the books, the the books don't feel as like dark and gritty in tone as a trailer makes the show look like it's going to be. I like when books and shows differ from each other and they try to make like the atmosphere and just the tone feel very different and darker in general and i think that really works for shadow and bone because shadow and bone underneath all of the action and the romance and the fantasy world and everything it actually is a very dark story so i do appreciate how they are taking a more darker darker turn with the story and like i said before the actors look great the visual effects look really good and like i said before it is trending at number 13 on netflix and by on netflix i mean it's actually trending at number 13 on youtube the teaser trailer is and i feel like and i feel like how netflix shows usually trend nowadays i feel like shadow and bone will be trending on netflix it'll definitely be in the top 10 on netflix when it debuts but i don't know if it'll be like number one or number two i feel like it'll be like in the lower spectrum of top 10 trending things on netflix it could be a number one or it could be a number one or number two but i think it'll mostly be at like number seven eight nine or ten because i don't know but 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 that's how but that's how i'm thinking it'll debut on netflix for now i probably will be totally wrong because i feel like a lot of people will watch that show i will definitely be binge watching that show when it comes out on april 23rd for sure so we're gonna take a little break but when we come back, we're going to be talking about the filming locations for Shadow and Bone. So enjoy the break, guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Hour is Booked. I'm your host, Will, and I do this radio show for Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm for HTC. Now, if you guys are new here or if you guys are returning members for my radio show and if you guys don't have any idea about what my show is all about let me give you a little rundown of what, about what my radio show the hours book is all about my radio show the hours book is basically all about book media to movie adaptations book to tv show adaptations author drama and so much more so if you guys like what you guys hear on this episode today you guys can go back and check out my past episodes and you guys can watch this episode and you guys can also stay tuned for the upcoming weeks for my future episodes we have a lot of fun here on the show it's a lot of fun to talk about books and book media and book to movie and book to tv adaptations it's just a lot of fun and if you guys weren't here for our last segment on the show we talked about the shadow and bone cast and some of the past projects that they have been in prior to being casted on the Netflix show Shadow and Bone. So we are going to now be talking about something similar to the teaser trailer for Shadow and Bone and similar to the cast of Shadow and Bone. We are going to now be talking about the filming locations that they have that they have been filming at for Shadow and Bone. Now, production has had already wrapped last February in 2020. So in February 2020, the production had already wrapped, so to speak, but the filming process began in October of 2019. Because back in October of 2019, which feels so long ago, which feels so long ago, but back in October of 2019 is when the author Lee Bardugo had announced the cast and she had stated that Netflix is going to be distributing the project and all of us book fans got very, 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 very excited to see how the cast was going to look in their outfits and how they were going to sound and how the show was going to look. So we all got very excited when we saw that first look 
at the cast, but we are going to be talking about where they had filmed the first season because Netflix has bought the rights to all of Leigh Bardugo's Grishaverse books. So we are definitely getting a first season. I feel like we'll definitely get a third, a second and third season for sure too. But as far as I know right now, we are just getting a first season. But I'm sure that it'll do massively and like and like really well when it debuts on Netflix. So we'll definitely get a season two and a season three. And we will definitely get a spin-off show focused on the Six of Crows characters too. Because if you guys didn't know, Netflix is actually doing a crossover between Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows. It's gonna be like a prequel story for Six of Crows, but it's mostly gonna be focusing on the Shadow and Bone characters. So yeah. So let's talk about their filming locations that they had filmed at when the show was first announced and the casting was first announced. So they so it says from Deadline and Hollywood Entertainment, it says that principal photography for the first season of Shadow and Bone began on location in and around Budapest, Hungary in October of 2019 and arrived at the end of February 2020 with post-production following. So with post-production, it basically means like all of the editing took place and all the visual effects and everything took place. And when people are done with filming, they do post-production, meaning that it is editing and making sure all the visual effects look good. And it's basically just like doing like preparation for the show before it's like the final product, before it's like the final product of a show, if you guys didn't know what post-production meant. And also, um, they also had to do additional shoots along the way too. So when they were done filming primarily, they had to do some additional shooting and that took place mostly in Vancouver, British Columbia which I think is super cool. And originally, I don't know if you guys know this, but originally the show was supposed to be released in late 2020, but since sadly because of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Verdugo verified, or she basically stated that on Twitter and on other social media, that the release date because of COVID-19 had made the release date of the show less certain because it was supposed to debut because it was supposed to debut in late 2020 but obviously it has been pushed back to april 23rd 2021 which still feels like a long way away but if you guys think about it right now as i am currently recording this episode it is march 3rd so we have we have until april 23rd and then we can all binge watch the netflix show and it's going to be fantastic it's gonna be so good and i think what's interesting about them filming on these locations is that sometimes is that sometimes when a show any type of show is filmed it's what whether it's like a teen drama show or 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 if it's like or or if it's like like a fantasy show or something if it's a teen drama show or or if it's a fantasy show, um, they usually film in like Vancouver, British Columbia. If you guys don't know, um, Vampire Vampire Diaries, the CW show, which is a teen drama supernatural romance show that filmed in in Vancouver, British Columbia, Riverdale, that super popular teen drama show based on the Archie comics, that films in Vancouver. And I feel like a lot of other shows film in Vancouver too. Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Netflix original show, that's like a spinoff of the Riverdale TV show that films in Vancouver, British Columbia. But I think what's interesting is that um, for the Shadow and Bone show, they filmed in Central Europe, they filmed in Budapest and Hungary, and a lot of different locations like that. I think that's super cool because the book is set in a fantasy version of Russia, which I think is super interesting. So they do want to get that Victorian, European kind of 
old school historical feel so i think that's interesting that they filmed the show on location in places like budapest and hungary and also i feel like with them filming in vancouver they took like a lot of advantage of the environmental surroundings around them because the first half of the book mainly focuses on alina our main character in the royalty aspect in the palace with the darkling and learning how to control her abilities basically but mostly towards the second half of the novel it focuses more on alina finding mal because her and mal were separated and it mostly focuses on them in the woods basically trying to find a mystical deer that the darkling is trying to track down in order to close the shadow fold so that's what they're doing in the second half of the novel in the second half of the novel they are in the woods trying to find a magical mystical deer that the darkling is also trying to find to rein in his control of the shadow fold so i think that's interesting that they that they did additional shooting in vancouver british columbia because because in Vancouver, British Columbia, there are a lot of like that the, there is a lot of environmental that there is a lot of environmental locations that they could use. They have a lot of beautiful like like woods, like woodsy areas and forests and everything. And I think The Hunger Games has also filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia too. And The Hunger Games primarily does focus on a woods forest aspect. And I think that's interesting how they really are truly following the format of the Shadow and Bone books. It's it's like the creators read the book and they're like, alright, the second half of the book takes place in the woods. We're going to go and film in the best woods forest as possible we're going to go to vancouver british columbia and we're going to film in the woods primarily and i think that is super cool i think that also really because they filmed it on location i think that also really hones in on the fact that the creators and the and the directors and the writers and the cast i feel like they really care about the show because i feel like when you care about the show it just puts in more like love into the show and it really gets the fans a lot more excited because i feel like if you film on location and you read the book and you understand where the author is coming from when they're writing these books and you take that to heart and you decide to film on location in any in any type of like environment i think that's super cool it shows that you're loyal to the author but also the fans of the books so i think that's super cool so yeah so those are my thoughts on filming in so so so, so yeah the so so yeah those are my thoughts of the filming locations for shadow and bone specifically so when we get back we are going to talk about a few more shadow and bone related things and it's going to be great so we're going to take a little break now so enjoy the break guys I'm your host, Will, and I do this radio show for Hawk Radio and Anchor.fm for HTC. Now, if you guys are new here to this radio show, or if you guys are returning members to this radio show, but you guys have no idea what my radio show is all about, let me give you a little rundown about, my, about what my radio show, The Hour is Booked, is all about. My radio show, The Hour is Booked, is basically all about book media, and book media in general, meaning booked movie adaptations, booked TV show adaptations, author drama, and so much more. So if you guys like what you hear, if so, so so if you guys like what you guys are hearing for this episode, you guys can stay tuned for this episode. You guys can listen to some of my past episodes, and you guys can stay tuned for the upcoming weeks for my future episodes because we have a lot of fun on the show. It's a lot of fun talking about book media and book to movie adaptations, book to TV show adaptations, and and yeah, and yeah, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. So without further ado, we are going to be getting into our final into our final topic for today, guys. We are going to be getting into our final topic for today. 
Now in the now in the ending of the previous segment. Now now in the ending of the previous segment, I know I said I would be talking more about Shadow and Bone related content, but I actually wanted to change it up. I'm going to be talking about the recently released pilot episode for the CW television show Superman and Lois. I wanted to talk about this specifically because Superman is a comic book character, so I wanted to talk about it. And it is doing very well with critical reviews. It's doing very well with its target audience, with its, which is which is because it's on the CW. It's it's basically targeted toward a teen demographic, so to speak. So I want to talk about Superman and Lois. So Superman and Lois, if you guys don't know, is a CW television show. It just premiered back in late February of 2021. It's going into its second episode this week, so so currently it only has one episode out, but its second episode is this upcoming week. So this is a show starring Tyler Hecklin, and if you guys don't know who Ty- Tyler Hecklin is, he's from the very popular teen supernatural drama Teen Wolf, which was on MTV a few years back. And since that show has ended, he has transitioned into being the television version of Superman in all of the Arrowverse-related shows. So now, the Superman and Lois show is related. It, it the Superman and Lois show is related. It, it the Superman and Lois show is related, and it is connected to the other Arrowverse shows. Now, if you guys don't know what the Arrowverse is, the Arrowverse is basically that very popular TV show Arrow, starring Stephen Amell, and basically that's a television show that focuses on the superhero Arrow, and also the shows that follow that show are television shows like The Flash, DC's Legend of Tomorrow, and so many more. Supergirl also follows that show, and and yeah, a lot of other stuff follows that show. Black Lightning also follows that show, and also Superman and Lois now follows that show too. So all the shows in the Arrowverse are connected in some way, and it's really cool. It's kind of like the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like in, it's like with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they do it in films mostly. But I like how the Arrowverse is mostly focused on TV shows. I think that's super cool. But you know, they are based on DC characters and DC and Marvel. Though they're kind of rivals for sure. <laughs> Though they're kind of rivals for sure. But yeah, so the Superman and Lois show is basically kind of like a Smallville reboot, so to speak. If you guys have never seen Smallville, it's kind of the same thing. It's like a teenage version of Superman, and it just follows his day-to-day life in high school, and it follows his friends throughout high school, and it follows his his adventures as Superman, but like before he becomes Superman, but it's but it is definitely one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And if you guys haven't seen Smallville, um, it is currently on Hulu. All the seasons are currently on Hulu, and I have been rewatching it, and it has been so good. It is so good. But Superman and Lois is kind of different in the way that it feels like a Smallville reboot. It definitely feels like a Smallville reboot, but also Superman and Lois have had kids in the show. They are teenagers, and there are two of them. There are two teenagers. There's one named Jonathan, and there's one named Jordan. Jonathan is the good boy. He has a very kindred spirit. He's a good guy. Jordan is our moody, angsty teenager. And yeah, but with this show, it does feel like a Smallville reboot for many reasons. It does take place in the small town where Superman grew up. But I think it's interesting to throw the aspect of him having two kids 
um i think it's interesting to throw the aspect of him having two kids in the show just because it gives him more of a personal reason to um be more careful in his crime fighting days as superman because he is still superman but in the show superman and lois he definitely has to find a balance between being superman and fighting crime and saving the world while also being a father and a husband to a wife and two teenagers and also being a and also being a husband and a father to a wife and two teenage sons so it feels like it feels like marvel's spider-man in a way because spider-man he has to balance out his superhero life as being spider-man with his high school life as just being a regular normal kid and i think it's interesting that they took the spider-man approach and they put in superman i think that's super cool um i haven't seen the show personally superman and lois but I think I do want to check it out because the acting looks really good. It does feel like, well, like I've said before, it feels like it has a darker, more serious and mature tone. And yeah, I think I think this show is going to do really, 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 really well. It's already been renewed for a second season too. It did the, it had its pilot premiere episode last week and this past week i believe it was yesterday or the day before as i'm recording this it was either yesterday or the day before that it has already been renewed for a second season so you guys won't have to worry about this show being canceled after its first season because there's going to be a second season obviously and also it's connected to all of the arrowverse tv shows so if it does happen to be canceled then you'll definitely see tyler hecklin pop up as superman in another show perhaps if it does get canceled so yeah but yeah those are my thoughts on the superman and lois tv show um i haven't seen it personally yet but i'm really interested to check it out and yeah so that is my final segment for today's episode if you guys liked this episode um you guys can go back and listen to my past episodes that i've done and you guys can wait for the upcoming weeks for my future episodes so i really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode it was a lot of fun to do we talked about a lot of great things and yeah it was it was a lot of fun to talk about shadow and bone and the teaser trailer and the casting and the filming locations and the pinocchio live action movie adaptation for disney plus and it was also a lot of fun to talk about the superman and lois tv show so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and yeah i have a lot of fun doing this show it's a lot of fun to talk about book medium book to tv adaptations and book to movie adaptations and author drama it's just a lot of fun to do this show it's a lot of fun to talk about book media in general so i really hope you guys enjoyed this show and i will see you guys for next week's episode so bye guys Thank you.